Hello and welcome to Kiss by Fire, the podcast coming to you directly from north of the wall. Kind of like a wildling pirate radio. My name is Steph Lioness. And I'm Beth or B-Word. And today we're going to be presenting the mother of all A Song of Ice and Fire podcasts. That's right. Uh, We've had, what, seven episodes of House of the Dragon so far and B-Word and I decided together uh, not to do an episode by episode breakdown, but to talk about the show and some of the themes that uh, have come up. Yeah, and this week we're going to dive into what moms and femininity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of moms, tons of women in this show that deserve to be talked about. So I'm pretty excited to chat about it with you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, there's a lot of mums, lots of motherhood. It's a theme. It's kind of nice to see um, a show that is very probably coming from what is traditionally what people would say is very masculine. It's fantasy, it's dragons. Um, to actually have something that is putting essentially the female, like especially with the original Song of Ice and Fire stuff was very much about war. Yeah. And um, obviously there's so many women in it, but looking at the motherhood and what they say, what Emma Aaron says to her daughter, Rhaenyra, that the, what is it? The, the childbed is our war basically or yeah that's where we do duty to the realm is our wombs yeah oh god having wombs for the realm like that really got me that was such a depressing thought thinking that is patriarchy your your body is not your own yeah the the patriarchy sucks it's a big theme no one wins yes, the huge theme and I, I actually think this show does a good job at at laying that out for us i think they do mm. a good job at um showing th- the male perspective against the female perspective mm. of it and, and the pushback of rainera being like that's not that's not what i want i don't want it no. and i think the original show did the same um mm. thrones thrones did it to a degree there was a lot of pushback and a lot of but i i feel like I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like the writing on this show does mm. a, a different kind of job at showing um, how the women push back in different ways, um, maybe closer to how the books are. Than- it's not even just the pushback. It's also just what they, because there is the pushback, but then, because you've got characters who do like Rainies, Rhaenyra, um, Lena to an extent, but also... Yeah. Alicent is a complete... I don't like her character. I don't think we're supposed to. She's a great character. She has good things, bad things. But she is also a a victim of the patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everyone is. So is Viserys. So is oh, all these men who have to inherit, Egon. even if they don't want to. Even Egon, uh, Alicent's son... He yes. is as well because they're like you. Ha- you have to prepare to rule where you're a boy, and he's like, I don't want to. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But you're mm-hmm. a boy, so you have to. That's what you do. And yeah. Lenor, who is gay um, and doesn't want to marry a like nobody. I can't think of a single person who particularly wins in this system, the patriarchal system. I don't. I don't really know why they continue to do it because absolutely everybody (laughs) this is just what's done but why but why we always do it you can't marry this person you have to marry that person and you have to have these types of babies and you have to do it this way um like there's yeah i mean we will get into it more but it's just 
there's so many things uh that patri the patriarchy ruins um so many yeah, so hearts broken so many lives lost through all of our episodes just the way mm. the way there all of these elements are impacted by that world and the lifestyle these people are forced to live mm. Mm, definitely even horrible Kristen cole like even him even him i had i you know it's <clears throat> funny i've read the books i had hope with the show with him you know maybe mm. they were going to make him a little different maybe he wasn't just going to be a total ass hat but <laughs> but he is but although no, he didn't start he... out that way and i thought that was really clever because i was yeah. almost like oh he's actually lovely and i kept thinking how the hell are they going to yeah don't make me fall for him because i know what he's going to do <laughs> yeah. but he is at first a really nice person who f- essentially is a victim of the patriarchy because he falls in love with someone who he's not allowed to be with and the rules state she's got to marry this particular kind of person and the rules are that he is a low-born blah blah person who basically the best thing that happens to him is becoming a chaste knight who can't whose whole life is to defend some royal butts but he's happy for it is not the crazy he's happy part. because he's like he says I was that born to her into... in that one episode my my best shot before you yeah. named me was you know a lowborn like woman being now i have station or... I yeah have exactly yeah. um but he falls in love and you see what happens because he's like well i want to <laughs> it's gonna help with my honor if i leave and we get married so well, i don't think that's people are gonna say you've got shit for honor if you leave um and yeah and he basically she's like well i don't think that works for me and he's like so fuck you then um and becomes an angry an angry man about it Ugh, um who's uh, like that's with her forever after that yeah yeah and then just calls her what does he call her some kind of a spoiled, spoiled cunt cunt mm-hmm. yeah yep you're like wow that's really hard. I mean, we've all, I mean, we've probably got exes out there who have had bad breakups and that's a bad breakup, but he's also not necessarily your sworn sword. But it wasn't like uh, they weren't in a committed relationship. They I, know, I don't know. I felt like it was like together. implied. Well, I don't I know. Think... I felt like it was implied on that boat ride. They seemed to be kind of cozy and like, la, 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 yeah. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. They were, um, they were comfy, cozy. They were friends they had something for sure mm. but it wasn't like he didn't know her station and her her responsibilities mm, mm. before he had that conversation with her yeah you know i know and he was like do you want me to be your whore and like harwin's like yeah i'd love that <laughs> yeah i mean no because no one's paying you but uh you know your <laughs> your life is already based around her so what's the difference um, no that's that's me putting it down it's not true like i not to say that he wouldn't have had strong feelings for the fact that she couldn't give him what he wanted but just mm. his reactions his, him asking at all was just in my opinion completely out of line we have jumped very far ahead though maybe we should we have yes we should rewind rain it back in <laughs> rain it uh, in a little because bit. we're actually talking about moms and motherhood moms yeah. this is my american accent um yeah. do you say you say mums though in canada right uh, I think it's like my kids say mom, but my mom is Newfoundland. And so I say mom or mama. Mom or mama. That's mama. Nice. I call my mama. We mama. say we're British. So we say mother, dear. Oh <laughs> mama. It's so proper. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, not really. I can't do that. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but yeah, we're talking about motherhood and there is 
a quite a lot of mothers in the whole of A Song of Ice and Fire, but particularly Fire and Blood. I mean, there's a fuck ton because it's 150 years worth of history. Yes, um, 172 even just between. Is it 172 that. altogether? Well, well, it's 172 between from when, like, from the dance to thrones but yeah i mean mm. more before that yeah um have you counted all the mums in it <laughs> uh, no <laughs> i was not that dedicated to the research um i was dedicated <clears throat> to other other areas though for sure yeah i think i think we have to sort of touch or get into emma a bit more because she's the first real mother definitely we although have, what right? i think we should caveat this that also the mums we're talking about almost 100 percent are high-born ladies and royal people yes. because this is not necessarily representative of the small folk the small folk and the lives they lead um yes. not that they have it much better um it's interesting because historically speaking anyway um not that you know there's dragons <clears throat> in our real world history but mm. uh typically there's a lot more say in, in the lives of common folk than there are in the... I mean, I think mm. Rhaenyra and Kristen even go through that at one point, right? He mm-hmm. he could have married for love if he hadn't become a knight. So there there's just different battles between each station. Mm. Um, you can marry who you want, but you might not have dinner tonight. Or <laughs> you can have your spouse assigned to you and have everything served to you on golden platters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With food made of gold and diamonds. Yes, exactly. Yeah, gold schlager mm. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, Emma, Emma Aaron is she's she's like the first mother we meet. Yes. Oh, she's Emma Targaryen. I'd forgotten that Emma Aaron was half Targaryen. Yes, because when we first saw her in House of the Dragon, I was really surprised at her hair, and I was going, "Why are they making her look like a Targaryen?" Then I realised, oh yeah, she's, she's actually J- half Targaryen. Jaehaerys and Alicent's grandchild. Yeah, exactly. So she's like, I loved her. Yeah, she was so great. Right. And I felt so quite great. sad that we only had her for such a short amount of time. I know. Um, <clears throat> yeah. um her story is just we only get the tragic side, right? And I mm. I really thought that conversation that she has with Viserys when she's in the bath about this is my last this is the last one. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this again. And I w- I was just like what what would her options be if she had if this hadn't happened, let's say she decided her last one was her last one. There's no birth control in Westeros. Was she going to be doing no. moon tea after Well, there's moon tea. She didn't yeah. get pregnant. Like, that's yeah. not easy. That's something body. that in a different um, part of A Song of Ice and Fire, obviously we have Ygritte, who is also mm-hmm. kissed by fire. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's definitely she's like a life. <laughs> yeah, I love her so much. Yes, um, but she just talks like the freedom of the wildlings i feel like they have it right they've got it right they she just says if i don't want a baby i'll just go to a woods witch and get some moon tea okay you know so, they have so that is just their birth control option is the plan out yeah after. i don't know how free that is necessarily south of the wall and whether the free the free folk the small folk can do the same thing i i don't know um because you don't hear very much of moon tea from other people uh, other than high south of the wall because it has to be brewed by maesters the right way according to maester mellows right Mm, (laughs) there probably are woods witches who would do it i'm sure that there are women out there who would like i've because they do it with them they don't even do boon tea with um oh lysa aaron 
another oh, mother. Yeah, that was Moon Tea. They they give her don't they give her tansy? Is that that's what it's in Moon Tea? That, that's think. basically an, an abortive, isn't it? I don't yeah. know if Moon Tea is an abortive. I think it's just a contraception. I think it is. I think the the problem with Lysa was it was not the next day. It was not the day no, after. She Bill. already she was definitely she pregnant. was well pregnant. Mm. Yeah, when when it happened to her. Yeah, um, but it seems like a shame that these women don't have. There doesn't seem to be much of an option, which I think is why I quite like the wildling way, which is just like, well, I I can have sex and I don't have to have a baby. I'll just go and get... Yeah, and there's no shame in it either. It's just, no. you just get to have sex and enjoy sex. What a novel mm. idea, you know? I know? Not go through what Rhaenyra went through, be shamed all the way through it because she had mm. sex. How dare she? Yeah. How dare <laughs> she? Yeah, so poor Emma. <clears throat> yeah. yeah I wonder what her options would have been if she'd said I don't want any more so I'm, if you want to sleep with me Viserys we're brewing up moon tea every single time or spill because... your seed on my belly as Lancel says <laughs> uh, may, may one have the royal cum rag please <laughs> <laughs> imagine being that servant sir <laughs> your majesty <laughs> your majesty I shall, I shall wipe up uh, his royal highness that's like being the being um oh my gosh what was his name in history anyway they they had them all the way through but anyway the person who had to hold the bowl while the king took a shit in it oh god oh <laughs> no surely they didn't have to hold the bowl can't the king just sit on a toilet like a bowl can't he sit on a like a potty bowl <laughs> Does he I have don't know. Maybe he didn't. Have, maybe he didn't have to hold the ball. Maybe there was a stand. I don't know how creative they were. Um, I can't remember what they're called either. But yeah, I can't also, remember. Time, you know what I'm talking about. And actually, when, there was a very about. famous. What the heck was Star of the Sea? Um, who might have had an affair with Catherine Howard? Yeah. Who was the king's potty holder? The potty holder. If anyone listens to this and knows the answer to what the king's yeah. potty holder is. <laughs> It'll, It'll come, It'll come to me. It'll come to me. The king's toilet tutu ting tong. It's probably a, a whole. It's probably we've something. Left, we've it, lost listeners by that. now. They're like, and we're out of here. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes. So, well, um, there are disgusting jobs. There's definitely gross jobs. Yes. Um, king's cum rag holder. King's the toilet king's bowl cleaner. Holder. Yes. Those are those are the disgusting uh, jobs of Westeros. Do you think it would be the Kamrag would be designed with the sigil of House Targaryen? I, I would so. think it would have to be. Yeah. yeah. What if it would have to? Do you know what? what? That would actually be a really uh, important job, I imagine. Because what if someone stole the dragon stole seed, seed and impregnated yeah. themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, that I mean, would it'd be, be fresh enough. Ye- Were there turkey basters in Westeros? <laughs> there probably are. Ye oldie turkey baster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just put it in with it a special and... spoon swirl it in because um, you could you, that would it would probably be one of like the highest paid jobs because you'd have to protect the king's seed this is potential this is true. Targaryen babies yeah. yeah that's true so anyway motherhood Emma Aaron anyway, well that's still I mean king seed <laughs> it is. Is yeah I mean we're talking because motherhood like is about people who have who have babies um, and this is how they're made and unfortunately, no woman necessarily has a has a full choice um, yeah. about whether she gets whether she has one or not. Um, which is why it's the 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 birthing bed is what the fuck is that quote? It's annoying me now. 
this is our war, blah, blah, blah. Um, horrible dick face Randall Tarley says it to Brienne as well. Uh, he says a woman's war is in the birthing bed or something. Yeah, something along um, those lines. And then when Emma, and then Emma said it again, I was like, oh yeah, that Randall Tarley says that too. Mm-hmm. Um, to jump forward um, quite a bit, a few hundred yeah. years. 172 um, but, years. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, it's I didn't really understand it I kept thinking well that's a horrible thing to say that's just like full patriarchy dick face shit but it is at that time so dangerous to have babies it genuinely is a war and then and you see that with Emma because she's lost all those babies she's had miscarriages and then that terrible scene I I mean I've had two cesareans and it was not comfortable to watch Um, I don't know any mother who can who can rewatch that scene. I don't know any, oh, and I don't, I been probably most people, like, I don't think whether you've had kids or not had kids, whether you've been in a birthing room or not, I don't know mm. that there's anybody who thinks that that scene no. is like just hunky dory to sit through. Mm. I mean, it's tough, but well, I her think lack of agency. That that's, I was just going to say the thing that makes that scene so hard is just that she has no choice. No. There's no say. Viserys not talk to her first, and he yeah. says he loves her. And he, we had an episode, end of an episode recently, where he was holding her ring and crying. Yeah. You just think, but you could have talked to her. Yeah, and I know All that was just explained. it just would have. Yeah, yeah. The trust but then that it would have made it harder. Trust, I think, of course, yeah. but but they could have had a moment where they came together for the sake of their child. Mm. She wouldn't have died in fear. I mean, you don't know. What's happening mm. on the inside there? I mean, who knows? But know. sort of one of the lines down. in that in that episode between Rainies and Corliss is like they're talking about the the nights of summer. Essentially, it's been X mm. amount of years since Magor, and these guys haven't seen real war. All of this is just wanton mm. violence. And then they cut to Emma in the birthing mm. bed, about to be cut open. Speaking mm. of wanton violence, I mean, not wanton, they didn't want it, but it just, it was just the way it was all done was unnecessary. And a big question I have for that for you is why do you think that was the thematic choice? Why, why do we think the show decided to have that choice or lack of choice on screen? Um, why was that well, important? it is partly, I know it's been said in other podcasts and stuff that is partly from the book but it was a different parent. It was Alyssa. Alyssa Valeria. Um, a Barath- well, she became Baratheon. Baratheon, and, yeah. Uh, Rogar Baratheon. Yeah, she was Targaryen and Baratheon. And it, that was her story. I, I at first wondered why they had transferred it to Emma because that isn't what happened mm-hmm. to her. But then they do bring it back because they bring it back with other birthing stories. Like Alicent... Uh, cruelly blase look maybe not necessarily cruelly but does say oh birthing is so easy to rain yeah who's literally it's just not so bad it's yeah. not so bad the babies just fall out of you like yeah yeah I know. and even Viserys is like did you really just say that like yeah you know, like, right don't say that that's stupid yeah. um and you get callbacks to it at different times. Lena is the of, biggest, of course. Lena is the biggest, like obvious yeah. parallel where Damon. I th- I think he just couldn't make that call. I think he was like, no, I no, I haven't. I you know, as callous and as roguish and mm-hmm. pretty psychotic as he can be sometimes. Yeah, he. I think he loved Lena, um, 
and they they definitely had a love for each other. And I just I think he was just like, how the hell do I decide to yeah, kill how my could wife? I do that to her? Yeah, he. It's interesting because yeah, he does. He does. He he couldn't make that call that Viserys makes. So people call him mm. the crueler one. But but I think if he'd had a few moments, Lena obviously took her own agency, and and I loved that mm. for her um, to take that into her own hands. But I think. If he'd had a moment, he would have discussed with her. She already knew. He didn't have to discuss it with her. She knew mm. it was going to happen. And she knew that baby wasn't going to make it, too. She just no. knew. That's why she did it. I mean, the ma- the, not the maester, but the, per- the whoever, the doctors, yeah, the, whatever they have in Pentos, Pentos, said something like, I'm not even sure the baby's still alive. Because that yeah. is what happens. When babies get stuck, they can't breathe. Yes. Um, you know, that's, that's what, when I was giving birth to my first born he was getting tired because he was really basically he was massive and didn't want to come out and after like three days they're like we're gonna have to cut the baby out oh my god three days three days well it turns out he was ten and a half pounds oh my god (laughs) yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. i don't know what that i can't remember 4.85 kilos or something like that basically a massive baby and he was like i he just took one look at the birthing canal i was like no no coming out there we're not going through that no No, i don't fit um Mm -hmm. he was a bit of a surprise he kind of unfurled he came out and they were like here's a giant baby um um but and it was exhausting i was exhausted and they were like yeah we're gonna have to do a cesarean and i was i kept falling asleep while they were telling me and i was like i'm so sorry What did you say to me again? <laughs> like, we're going to take you off to do cesarean. And I go, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep again. What's happening oh. again? So I can imagine what these, like, Lena and uh, Emma, like, how long yeah. were they going for? I know. I was going to say, they don't even, they say at the beginning of the, she's just begun her labors. And then all of a sudden the baby's stuck. And it's like, oh, okay. That was fast. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's not, that's not usually how that happens. Um, that is why in a way I don't really trust it. Like if, if she just begun her labors and a couple of hours, they're like baby stuck. Well, actually they didn't. They say the baby's in breach and we've tried yes. to turn the baby. We've tried to turn the baby. Um, and yeah. you can deliver baby's breach. We I guess it depends what way. Yes. Yeah, so I was going to say is. she would have been, she also would have been better standing and not laying. I know. This is always what I wonder as well. We yeah. Like, cause Lena was, um, on all fours or something. She was kneeling and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't but know with hers if her baby was breached or what. We just know it w- wouldn't come out with Lena. Wouldn't come out, right? No. Yeah, exactly. I but I want. I looked like she'd been going for a lot longer. I reckon yes. there yeah. was no kind of time period in your head and uh, saying, "I'm not sure the baby's alive anymore," which is so sad. Yeah. Um, so basically, it was a choice to we'll definitely kill Lena trying to get a possibly most likely dead baby dead baby out um yeah. like what's what kind of choice is that that's, no, that's there awful. isn't a choice and that's why she took her her own agency there i'm gonna do this my mm. way and this is going to be a lot faster and a lot more merciful than mm. you know. and a real targaryen way to go as well like a real Very, dragon rider yeah um well i know she was a valerian but she's part targaryen she's part targaryen through rainies yeah yeah um but yeah. with Emma, I felt like it was very quick, and I—that's why for me it feeds. I am a full, I'm a full believer in the Maester conspiracy, although mm-hmm. I would call it the Maester Hightower faith conspiracy. It's a triarchy of evil, um, and yes. they're all in it together. Um, uh, which we'll get into another. We'll get into that another episode. My tinfoil mm-hmm. hat. Let's do a whole episode <laughs> on your tinfoil hat, Steph. Um, 
But I just didn't believe it. I was kept wondering. I'd love to know. I was like, could someone just give me the medical report of precisely how breached Emma was? Um, Not that we're like medical professionals, but like as parents. Yeah. Like, Mm. yeah, you can come arse out first. Yes. Um, Yeah. But first, I know people have done it. I've seen Call the Midwife. I mean, I've seen Outlander. It happens in Outlander and that's in like the 1700s. It's yeah so it is possible but, i just think yeah. i think maester melos was either at best incompetent or uh had like the way he was discussing stuff with otto made me think he's not, oh yeah it's they've gross. not got emma's and again this is just it just it's just messed up for emma who's having this yeah moment of her life she's bringing her son into the world and it's ruined by political machinations of other people which again is a thing probably specifically for highborn women yeah i was gonna say it's not their own exactly emma emma knew the possibilities of she knew her purpose i suppose this is terrible it's terrible to say um you know as she lectures rainier about it so but that's why i think emma was such a like dutiful wife that I think she 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 would have said save the baby if they had just talked to her about it. I think mm. that's why that one hurts so much. Is yeah. is she would she would have she deserved yeah. to be able to make the choice and she, and that's the choice that she would have made. I think mm. any any mother, if that ever God forbid happened with us, and it does happen, it still happens in mm. modern times with modern medicine, where yeah. you know things like that things go wrong. But you know, yeah. I think the Maesters, um, we could probably do an entire episode just on comparing the Maesters to medieval health and how useless <laughs> it is. I mean, look at all of yeah. the people who yeah. have famous historical or She wouldn't have died screaming. Um, no, why didn't they put her to sleep? What was the point of that? She didn't have to be awake. We've given her enough, all the medicine we can to, to keep the baby healthy. I know, and they were about to get it. the baby out. But no, but they were You were literally because... cutting the baby out, put her to sleep, knock yeah. her out. Exactly, her knock head. her out. You know, give her, <laughs> her on the head. <laughs> Why are you coming at me with that rock? Don't let her sh- see. Close your eyes, honey. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but being held down, I mean, God. Oh, God. It makes me think, I, I don't know why it makes me think of this, but um, you know I love food and I write about food. And one thing mm-hmm. I find really interesting is when meat is killed and and honestly emma just to me made me think of she is just literally a piece of meat she is not a person right now she is a body she's about to give birth she's just a piece of meat for the realm to create more pieces of meat for the realm but Mm -hmm. i was thinking like it made me think of when they slaughter animals um because if you slaughter an animal while it's stressed, it actually, this is going to sound weird because no people aren't eating Emma, but it actually affects the meat. <laughs> yes, it does. So, yeah, it makes it more And intense, it causes right? blood splatter inside the muscles, inside the food that you're going to eat. You can always tell if a piece of meat is was stressed, like as in you didn't, nu- you, oh, like, nutri- what the fuck am I talking about? Shock it. What's that thing where yes. they go, boom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like putting lobsters yeah. in a freezer. What do I mean? <laughs> Um, it, shocking the nerves like make it sleepy yeah, right make it sleeper yeah yeah basically yeah. i know words um <laughs> and it made me think of that like just put just she's 
that's just terrible for her body, a terrible end for her yes. body to have, just to be so stressed out, to be under so much, basically in terror for her life and what's happening, what's happening, why am I being held down? You know, like you genuinely and the, and wouldn't treat an animal that way. That she trusts more than anyone else in the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. asking why, why are you doing this to me? I'm scared. Can you, Matt? Mm-hmm. I just, ugh. Yeah. yeah, well, like you, yeah. like you wouldn't, you wouldn't slaughter a cow that way. So why would no. you treat a woman would you giving birth to your human? child that way? And then, exactly. of course, it was all for nothing because um, Balon died anyway. Balon died anyway. Yeah. I have a question for you though. Okay. Do you think Emma was a good mother? Oh, I think so. Well, that's a big question. Because it's a big a question. Mother, but... I think. I think like. I'm trying, this is like me being a history student, and I try not to look at too much with, with like modern eyes with everything, mm. because um, it's like asking if Catelyn is a good mother. It's sort of similar. Mm. They, they are um, raised and they raise their children within the world that they're in, and mm. we can criticize that from our world, but it's it's like diagnosing something today from back in the yeah. day. You don't have the information. It's not the same world no. that you're living in. And I think I think that her relationship with Rhaenyra shows that she was a good mother. I mean, mm. Rhaenyra loved her. The realm loved her. People people cared about Emma. The The palace is missing a warmth since your mother has left us. She she was kind to people. You could tell she was kind to her servants. And I think I think that Allison has some of that too. Um, not that we're talking about her as a mother yet, but I think mm. that she's not, you know, there's the scene, this is not motherhood, but there's the scene with Jason Lannister when he's trying to get Rhaenyra to have some of his wine and he snaps at his servants and he kind of, you know, he has that tartness with mm. people that and Emma didn't have that. She was warm to people. She she didn't seem like she was better than anybody. And I think mm. Rhaenyra has that too. She doesn't treat the people around her like she's better than them, which tells me yeah. that they, that they there's a heart, right? And I think mm. that, I think she was... Within her, and I, she she wasn't. She didn't fight Rhaenyra being a dragon rider. That's just in her blood. She didn't seem to fuss over her, worry over her, or tell her not to do those things. Mm. Um, I think she I, she was probably better with Rhaenyra than Catelyn was with Arya. Oh God, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Although I I've realized as soon as I've asked that question, I hate that question. <laughs> asking <laughs> if someone's a good mother is like, fuck fuck you, fuck off. It's like every, every mom is a good mom. Everyone is yes, just trying to do their way. very best with what they have. And yeah. even even the mums who we don't agree with or don't like their ways, like everyone's just in a terrible situation. Yes. <laughs> and everyone is it's just true. doing their best with what they have. Like unless you're genuinely abusive to your children or starve yeah. them or beat them or anything like that, then... You're just doing the best you can with what you have. So I already hate myself for asking that question. <laughs> so. um, I think, though, it's it's important to note, in just for Emma's history, is her mom mm. also died in childbirth for she her. Did, didn't she? Yeah. So, yeah. So in Emma's case, she, she mommed without having mm. any... I know words. Mom. What's the word? Mother, she mothering? She, yeah. Yeah, she wasn't... Yeah, she didn't have that uh, role model. Yeah, that motherly role model herself from her own mm. mother. So yeah, she maybe course, maybe tried to give her daughter what she never got. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think she does a good job of that. And 
And of course, what people often say about motherhood, and I would um, completely agree, is that when you have children of your own, and I don't know if you find this the same way, you suddenly become very aware of the way you were you were parented. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you either think, I want to be just like my mum, or Does I want to be say completely that? different. I feel like no <laughs> I don't one says that. My mom is my best friend and I want to do everything with her. That's the one from Bad Moms, isn't it? Um, the Bad oh, Moms yeah. Christmas. I never saw that, actually. Isn't that oh, Bad terrible. Moms Christmas is it's pretty, I saw it's pretty the, terrible, the but it's Moms, good. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it. uh, yeah. Bad Moms Christmas, everyone. But there's one of them who's, I think it's Kristen Stewart's mom in it, who basically wants to do everything with her daughter and wears matching outfits and buys a house oh. next door. <laughs> so but that's uh hmm. yeah but basically what i'm trying to say is you i don't know about you but when i had children i became very aware of like going oh god like it brought up lots of stuff and i want it's probably the same for rainera as a mother like you say for emma who lost her own mother probably thinking oh i have no role model for this i yeah i've got no idea um and I imagine Alison, because Alison lost her mother. There's a lot of people who've lost mothers. Alison lost her mother. Alison lost her mother later, though. It's They don't yeah. talk about her, which is unfortunate to me, because I'd love to mm. know her own motherly influences more. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we know that oh. it was somewhat recent. Okay. When the show starts. Yeah. So, just, um, yeah. I was wondering how long. I thought it was maybe a couple of years or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think. I re- yeah. She says even to Viserys, I recently lost my own mother or whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would say probably what's recently, two years? I don't know, pandemic yeah, recently yeah. and, like, real world recently feel totally, I don't even But there's know so much, that means that basically you've got, we've got so many characters out there who don't have mothers, motherless yeah. children, um, Rhaenyra, Alicent, although she had a mum for a little while, but... Um, and and what was the main reason for a lot of them dying? <laughs> Having babies. <laughs> Having babies. Yep. Um, and being forced to have babies, even when they shouldn't have any more babies. Um, yeah. I know this is jumping way ahead, but when Rhaegar uh, and Elia Martell have babies, the maesters say Elia can't have any more. And I know people no. like give him like shit for essentially going with another woman but he's like well i want another baby because of the three heads of the dragon dude are this is like way way different part of targaryen history but he doesn't make his wife have another baby no yeah he gives he yeah he listens he does what's right for Ilya's health maybe not Mm. maybe no we don't actually know how she felt about it and dorne's a lot more of a free love movement place so exactly i mean maybe she was okay with it right who knows we don't know um yeah, mm. I yeah, I'm curious about. I I'm really I really wish we. I don't know if we'll ever learn, but I'm so curious to know the POVs of that time. Oh Ray God, time. I'd love to. Yeah, Imagine. yeah. But in our thing, we have like literally like Lena's dead, so her two children have no mother. Yeah, Culpepper Thomas Culpepper <laughs> was Henry VIII's potty holder. Oh Sorry. my God, I was like, what? <laughs> it would come to me. <laughs> Like, okay, like an hour later. <laughs> That's like, how my brain Oh, works. who's Thomas Culpepper? Is that, is that the crab feeder's mum? Like, That's the crab feeder's mum. This is daddy. That's his real name. All of daddy. the above. Um, 
Okay, Thomas. I can look up Thomas Culpepper. I'm making a note of this now. Like, he was he used executed. to hold the king's potty. He did, and then he was executed for having an affair with Catherine Howard. No, he... Oh, that means she went with the poo man. Yeah, yeah, maybe. We don't really know, but yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of accusation around... Yeah, they had letters between those two. He called her his lovely little fool or something like that, or silly little fool. Which is such a flattering nickname. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) I bet she was like, um, yes. how do I put it nicely? They're like, you smell like shit because you hold my husband's... <laughs> husband's poopy shit bowl. Shit <laughs> yep. Poopy bowl. <laughs> yep. Yep. His Ew. porta potty. Delightful. Back to that. Okay. Um. <laughs> well, I guess in some ways it's all about motherhood too because I tell you what, I have seen enough shit in potties. Like, who sure. who potty trains the children in Westeros, do you think? Hmm. Who does that? Probably the uh, Septas, I would think. Yeah. And the, yeah. the maids who wear these funny white hats and red Oh, dresses. yes, they do. Yes. And little aprons, probably, because they're busy potty training kids. Uh, yeah. Them. I have a question about that, though. And it's mm-hmm. a bit of an offside question. Offside? Off-topic. Um, because when we see King's Landing and the Red Keep in... Uh, the Game of Thrones period, the Cersei Robert Baratheon times, the maids there are wearing these slinky little slippy things with nothing on underneath. Yes, that's true. Like, Let be what, how, I keep looking at it going, <laughs> how did this evolve from like the mate, like the really prim, like high neck red things with aprons to yes. you're just going to wear well, a slip. 172 years. Where were, where were we 172 years ago? But nothing changes much that much in Westeros. Like it's not like the fashions massively have changed. They have. There are definitely some fashion things that I can see have changed. Like the funny hats on last night's episode, episode seven, with yeah. uh, Rainey's wearing like oh god, Rainey's. There's a mother um, wearing that hat, and Alicent much more medieval looking. I'd say like she there's was. much more kind of Anne Boleyn sort of style yeah. headgear but it just made me laugh because i was like what the hell like the clothes don't change that much for the highborns but for some reason they've decided to make that and was it robert baratheon who's like i like my, my maids to be basically naked yeah get the clothes off <laughs> <laughs> you know is it just because he wants to have sex with them so he's like let's put them in like just a tiny shift yeah, um, well, isn't it one of his first like intimate conversations with ned is him talking about how when the women swim in the river and in King's Landing, they're in oh, these yeah. little cottons that are like nagets or linens. So yes, so I'm going to say yeah. that was a Robert call. Yeah, I think, you know what? Yeah, Too many clothes. Like, Strip them down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When Bobby B got to have it, Bobby B got to have it. And yeah. I've seen in these uh, programs, these episodes, just how long it takes them to take their flipping clothes off. Like when Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole, I kept thinking they're gonna get bored any minute and be like he's gonna go my erection's it's gone part I'm of sorry. the foreplay it's come t- on <laughs> but they weren't even doing foreplay they were just giggling at each other whilst undoing several like, this is true it's not like they were undoing each things. other's all that much a little no. bit but not a lot I, so when you're undressing go, your partner it's a lot hotter than when you're just trying to undress they could have done that i suppose it was their first time so they wouldn't have been like let's take yeah. i'll take this off with my teeth Kristen. yeah probably um, not yeah. But I was just. I mean, Rhaenyra was in a mood, but I don't think she'd put that together yet. No, no, yeah. exactly. But I just kept thinking either he's gonna come to his senses and go, 
because that's what I thought was going to happen because obviously we don't know what happens between Rainier and Kristen. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, he's going to change his mind and that's going to be what the split is between them that he <laughs> basically, it took too long to take his clothes off. So he's like, yes. nah, fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. Or he was going to just lose that. his erection. Maybe that's why Damon finds it so hard because it's just like, ugh. Takes that long. Unlacing my breeches just takes hours. <laughs> <laughs> and all these corsets trying to get know. these corsets off oh my god yeah exactly could be but yeah um i don't even know where we were what we were talking about before we started talking about sexy clothes um, <laughs> that was my fault. yeah well cold pepper <laughs> it's my fault let's let's not go back to that topic oh, yeah. um um can we talk a bit about alison yes i was just gonna say the same thing because she's kind of the next mum along parent. isn't she yeah she is. Yeah. Um, Alicent, go. Alicent, go. <laughs> Alicent. Discuss. Discuss. Alicent is, is, she's an interesting character to me, though, because she, she is, she always has, I feel like, in all of her early scenes, she's almost mothering Rhaenyra already. I don't know if she's a lot oh, older yeah. than her, but, like, they have this very strange relationship. Definitely bestie, best friendy. In the In the books, she's older. Yes. But yeah. they make them the same age in the show. In the show. Yeah. But, but I it's think interesting because definitely... even in that first episode, she's sort of talking to Rhaenyra, you know, with grief and stuff. She's getting her ready for mm. um, her, her, her wedding. Crowning? No, not Is that wedding. like Fuck the ceremony me. where she's being named Sarah? crowning. Like just pr- pronouncing that she is the yes. heir, yes. basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she helps get her ready for that, which, like, in typically, I think that would happen one of your ladies in waiting, which which is what Alicent is, mm. um, historically speaking. But but I feel like she really she gives her advice in a way that that Rhaenyra listens to her mm, mother mm. in a very motherly way, especially in that second mm. episode when they're in the sept and trying to reconnect with their own mothers and. You know, we know mm. that Alison's That's having a really that beautiful kind of, scene. That is, it is beautiful. It's really lovely. And why it's yeah. such a shame, though, that you know that Alicent is keeping this big secret from her best yeah, friend. And like, also... I know. It's hard. That though It's what... Yeah. It's hard that she's holding that back. And I think it's hard for Alicent, too. Yeah. I'm sure she would but, love to say something. And it yes. feels very nefarious of Viserys to be like, don't, don't tell Rhaenyra about but this. on that... They have been obviously meeting for quite some time, six months now. Mm. You don't, and then six months later, you don't tell Rhaenyra about this, do you? I mean, she had six months where she maybe could have if she wanted to. Mm. But servants will have seen them talking. Surely it would have got round. There would have been somebody that going, have you noticed that Alison keeps going to his chambers? Yeah. I, I don't understand how it didn't get around to anybody. Yeah, certainly um, in the Westeros of Cersei. There would have been people knowing. I mean, Mushroom's mm. not in the show, and I think that's why this information isn't getting around. Mm. So you, you know? think he would have known, probably. I think he would have known. You don't have that kind of, like, mischievous character yet. You do. Mm. Late, we get Larry, Larry Strong later. Yeah, Larry Strong. Yeah, he's comes um, later. But, yeah, in those scenes, you don't have that sort of, you know, finger-tapping character hiding in corners and getting all the details mm. yet. Although I d- came up with a ridiculous theory that Mushroom is actually Munkin. Uh, okay. Yeah. I love it. I just, I was, <laughs> it's one of those ones that comes to you in the night. And you're like, ah, 
mushroom is is monkin it's not real <laughs> i don't really think that but it is funny i did i was like maybe it could be because they've got the first starting letters they're the same but it could be that monkin wanted maester monkin wanted to write all the bawdy stuff but couldn't because he would never get it would never get published by the citadel the citadel go oh good lord you can't say that but he was was like so i'll write the official version and then i'll write the dirty version under a pseudonym um and and the guy's like what's your name you're like mushroom my name's (laughs) mushroom um uh it's complete bullshit but Only because Mushroom is like present in person, like he he does. Yes, I mean, not he's in definitely show, there. So it's complete nonsense. Unless Different Mushroom era, is Lincoln, but... and actually he pretended to be a maester the whole time. But I need to give up on that. It's just do a you co- ever comical... see the two of them in the same room together? You saying. haven't. Ne- I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. So no. So it's confirmed. We've confirmed it here right now. It's canon now. Yes. Um, but... Also, they could be Batman. We don't know. We you just don't know. You just, you don't, just know. don't know. Um, yeah. I find it really interesting what you're saying though about her Alicent being a, like a mother character to her friend, um, because obviously the Westeros, the Andals, uh, the the main faith there is the faith of the Seven, mm-hmm. and the High Towers are particularly involved in the faith. Yes, and have many uh, High Septons have the been High Towers, and, and, yeah, 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 and and Alicent is very much the epitome of the maid at certain points because um, yeah. you've got the maid the mother the crone they're the female sides and then you've yeah, got the, the warrior father smith, smith and stranger yeah. um and she's very much the perfect ideal of the maid because she's so um demure uh in her in her way she sort of doesn't really ever look up or make eye contact she's very much la 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 oh it'll yeah. be very pleasant to have she's um, not overly bold do-do-do. right she's courteous she no. hides in the courtesies she she reminds yes. me of sansa in those early days although um, i'd say sansa is a lot more outspoken yes but, i think so too but especially in private but we never see allison in private with well she's mm. definitely not outspoken to her dad but we see her outspoken with rhaenyra as her peer but not that much. Like she's shocked she in that first episode. She gets her. very shocked by Alison when she rips uh, sorry by Rhaenyra saying she doesn't want to do this or she just wants to eat cake and she's like, Oh, do be serious and yeah. she wants to teach her histories and that we're supposed to do this and the what will the scepter say when you've ruined this book and Yeah. Um I, I Which just, ultimately she brings that book to Viserys later. This is my favourite one. Like their relationship is so interesting, Alison and Rhaenyra. Yeah. And it's very, and I wonder if Viserys kind of liked that very gentle part because I couldn't see very much chemistry between them. Um, no, but she does embody the 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 maid, but also the mother. Like she's, you can see that progression of. I think, and like you, you say, she see, mothers. She mothers, so, so you can see duty in Alicent, and I think he, mm. that duty was <laughs> duty. also an duty. Of course, you were going to do that, yeah. Um, but I think that that level of duty was the same in emma and i i think he Can probably stopped saying duty because now i'm just laughing at it <laughs> i'll just spell it d-u-t-y he sees the d-u-t-y mm-hmm. um yeah i think he he sees he sees what he saw or experienced with emma in that same mm-hmm. responsibility mm-hmm. um 
Allison has that. She's not, she's, she's the anti-Rhaenyra. She's the anti-Damon where they have that like wild rebellious mm. side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I, I feel like Viserys likes that gentleness, but I feel like that's what a lot of men think that they want. Um, but then when they get, when they get the later Alicent, who is like out there, like this latest episode where she's defending mm-hmm. her children. Yeah. You can the see Viserys was like, uh, I don't like that. Um, Mm-mm. it's like, well, this is how I am, Viserys. Yeah. Um, people grow, people evolve, people change. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, she definitely gets more outspoken than she had ever been in this episode. Oh, like in the, after the time jump, she's yeah. so much I know, more. it's like, she, I mean, so she what almost... happened? Like, what, what did that? Yeah. What made her suddenly talk to people that way? Because to me, it's like um, different personalities. It's like, you know, when she would pick her fingers mm. and she would be quiet, like maybe that was one personality mm. and then this one's a whole another one. I don't know. It just seems mm. really... And she's... Just... About, I think there's lots of things as to why. I mean, partly because her father left her with that horrendous... Oh, yeah. That final thought of basically... Once Rhaenyra is crowned, your children are going to be murdered by her, which I don't agree with. I don't think Rhaenyra would ever do that. No. I don't see why she would. I don't think that's like the natural order of things. And if it is, then Otto, you're fucking part of why oh, that's the natural order Because of things. Otto sees that as a possibility because that's what he himself is capable yeah, of. Exactly. So he that's thinks he, everyone's he would capable do. of what he is. She needed to get out of her marriage with Lenore and instead of murdering him, Mm. And she she's taking the blame in this latest episode for his murder. She knew that she would be blamed for it, but mm. she wanted him to get out and be happier. She gave mm-hmm. him a different option. Yeah, you know, I don't want you yeah. to come back to court with me. What can we do instead? Mm-hmm. So as mu- as much as that conversation in this more recent episode was between her and Damon, you know mm-hmm. that Lenore obviously was a part of that conversation at some point too. Definitely, and so I I just I just don't see Rhaenyra as that kind of crazy murdering type person she'd never harm children no as well she's definitely got that ned like don't yeah why would you hurt a child exactly so i i think uh alicent being left with that thought probably hardened her up like she probably and especially like she arrives at rainier's wedding with information that she was not as virtuous that she lied to her um that she, the, like, it's complicated. Alison, again, I, what I love about this is how nuanced and complicated the characters are. This mm-hmm. is not just as simple as, you lied to me, Blah. you know, it's, yeah, but it's everything. Yeah, that's not, um, she didn't really, necessarily. <laughs> no, <laughs> but Alison, Alison has done every bit of her duty or her duty um, yes. that has asked. She has slept with a rotting king, Ooh. like being called for in the middle of the night. So that he oh, can impregnate God. her. That like, scene, though, like she literally, rap. she sits up out of the bed that Emma died in. Oh God, I forgot about right? that. Right? Gross. Yep. And you can see the hours quite late. She's like, I just put him to bed. Why is he up again? <laughs> I put him to bed. I'm mothering like, my husband. I put the baby to bed. <laughs> I had to bathe him, and I put him to bed. Ugh. Why are you calling on me? Let me get some sleep. And that next day, when she's like arguing with Rhaenyra and the Godswood, she looks mm-hmm. exhausted. She's got bags yeah. under her eyes. She's tired. Well, she is exhausted. And I, what I think no one's talked about is uh, how exhausted she is in, the, I think, the second episode when she's pregnant with Helena. Yes. Um, 
And she's got her father going, you need to talk to him about making egg on the air. And and you can just see the look on her face like, she's trying to get comfortable. She's trying to get comfortable on one of the sofas. And she's like, I can't, I can't. So I'm going to stand up by the chair. And she's just, you can see her face like, fuck this. Like, can all you just piss off? I'm so pregnant. My feet are swollen. I feel sick. I was just (laughs) sleeping in a tent for the last three days. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Let me go to bed. Yeah. Let me go to bed. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I no. And I you know kind what? of really enjoyed it. Suddenly that. now I can see how she snaps later. Yeah. <laughs> like, like basically motherhood makes you snap a little bit more, doesn't it? It does. You become yes. crazy. But you can see it. Like even in those later that the next episode where Helena's born and she's up there just before they go and get her to, to bathe Viserys and put him to bed. Mm-hmm. She's up there trying to get fussy pants Helena to sleep and <laughs> bouncing her and rocking her. Like we have all been there. Like yeah. just bouncing like, that baby. Oh, Come God. on. Come on. Come How many on, times have I had to sing this song or read the yes. Very Hungry Caterpillar right. just to make exactly. you shut up? Just um, to go to sleep. Yeah, get that girl yeah. a rocking chair. She needs it. Yeah. She needs white. Don't they have white noise machines in Westeros? Seriously. Yeah. You know, I never used those. We never had them. No, we never used like, them either. Yeah. They didn't work. Um, well, not didn't work. I never tried them. No. Oh, no. Basically, uh, leaving my youngest to scream was the only thing that worked i know you're not supposed to do that everyone hates I that had, there but was, we, we tried had literally everything yeah, yeah. we tried uh, we were at this point where he just didn't sleep for nine months oh and yeah. i i just thought what's the point in going to bed you know that's, that's how true. this is why people are like yeah. mom why are mums so weird it's like Cause we've been awake we have not for slept. years thor did not <laughs> sleep through, through the night until she was five mm, geez. so yeah, it was a long stretch. And then by then I was pregnant with Loki. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was a long stretch of not sleeping. No. And, and um, you're uncomfortable and you're tired. And yes. people just use your body as like a climbing frame. When yes. You're, you're like, go away. Yeah. So this is why basically mums be, be crazy. We're crazy yeah. people. Yep. I um, remember walking Thor to school in the morning, um, very pregnant with Loki and like vomiting halfway up. I mean, like it was like, this is mums or nuts. Yeah. We go through crazy things. You, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so, so this so, is yeah. why I feel like Allison's I can empathize tired. with Alicent. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Especially in these earlier, like, and even in the most recent episode, um, there's a lot to unpack in it, but like mm. her mama bear moment. Oh God. I mean, I, like, I, I don't get like it. it. I, don't I don't like, like Aemond. And I don't no. like what she did. And I no. feel like it uh, kind of was foreshadowing. Essentially, one person gets cut on one side. So sh- so the other side cut the other side. And yeah. that's foreshadowing yeah. for exactly what the dance was. Yes. But honestly, if someone had cut... And I thought Aemond was a complete dick. And he was oh. about to get a rock and beat Jace. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, that is crazy shit. And yeah. so I'm just a bit like, fine you got your eye taken out babes <laughs> you know? yeah exactly like, i mean he yeah. yeah i mean that's something had someone had something had to stop it of course yeah. obviously as soon as the the worst happens westerling's yeah. in there knock it off break it out. it's like where were you five minutes ago yeah but at the same time and i can understand the protectiveness there but the girls waking up um jace someone stole vagar you can't steal a dragon honey buddy no. like you know, no, I know that you wanted to, to claim him for yourself, mm-hmm. but yeah. But seriously, though, if someone cut my ba- my child's eye out, I I can understand why people commit murder. 
Oh my gosh. I I don't know what I would do if it was another child who harmed my child. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I've, I've had other children upset my kids and and hurt them, but, Mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't like that child, but I don't wish them harm. I would never turn around and be like, um, yeah. 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 You know what? I don't know. I mean, it definitely went too far for me when she was like, well, he's got both his eyes. I was like, fuck, you're going too far. And then to attack him with a knife. Even so, I like, I'm like you, like when there's been like a child at nursery who's even just like bit a kid kid or something. Yeah. Like, I know that I'm supposed to think, oh, all children bite, but you're just like, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> Let me out. I need to have words. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I used to, like I said, it. I used to do a daycare and like I had, I had kids that would hit each other. They would, they would just, I had a hitter and he hit my own more than anyone else. And I would oh, be like, God. I mean, at least it's mine and not like the yeah. other kids that I'm supposed to care for more than anything. But, yeah. but yeah, mine would just hit him back. Loki would yeah. just hit him back. Yeah. Well, good for Loki. But Loki's my kids a, wouldn't. My kids are like, hey, oh, me. And I'm like, who? Yeah. Tell me who they are. Who did it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get them. Yeah. We'll get them. We'll get them. Um, I, I can't bear it. I, I get really, I get so protective. So I can't necessarily say, I don't, I'm, thankfully I've never been, been in a position, but I don't know, would I hurt a child? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not, I've been like, they've been at soft play because my firstborn is very um, kind of, the, probably the official term is gender non-conforming mm-hmm, um yeah. and he would often get children say hey you can't wear that that's for girls mm, and i'd yes. be like mm, yeah, we've heard oh yeah that. say that yeah. to my face right um, yeah but then there's um what you know when they have been physically hurt by other children i don't know i don't i can't trust myself that i wouldn't maybe just a light throttling <laughs> <laughs> Just some gentle, you know, like when Homer Simpson shakes Bart, yeah, uh, his tongue comes out. I can't promise that I wouldn't just just a bit of light strangulation and shaking of a child. I tend to like go for the parent. What are you doing to make your child an a hole? That tends to be more. (laughs) But then at the same time, again, like my perspective is different because I had a little guy who was a hitter and he was. He just didn't communicate well, so he hit the other kids, yeah. and like I said, yeah. he hit Loki more. But his parents were like so stressed about the fact that he was hurting other mm-hmm. kids. So you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, t- completely. I used to be a teacher, <laughs> and yeah. I used to do with child development. And you'd go, okay, well, you like exactly like it's communication, and they don't know how to express their feelings. And <laughs> I, wonder what, I do wonder what the what do they do? Like, so do you think the maids in Westeros have to deal with all of this as well? That's that. Oh, I would. I wonder how so. how much do the parents, these mothers and fathers, Rhaenyra was fathers definitely do a biter. I mean, no. Yeah. Do you think do they deal with this themselves, or is it up to maids and nurse nursery yeah. nurses? I think to it's do nurses and maids who do it. Yeah, I think we. I think you. If you have read, we've read Fire and Blood. Um, mm. um, Jaharis and Allison's kids are a good example of the fact that mom and dad aren't around. These kids are being raised by somebody, mm. and you know that it's the nursemaids and stuff like that, and they can't bring them in anymore than their mm. parents could. So yeah, I think the yeah. nursemaids have to deal with the kids when they're biters and mm. potty training and kickers and Rainier are always yeah. definitely a biter, you know? So it does make you beg the question just how much influence these mothers and fathers have over their children when they are mostly absent or leaving a lot of the, the bulk of like the emotional stuff 
But it does seem like they are showing a lot of contact time with the children. Yeah, which but is really interesting to see. Then, right? Because obviously, like, you've got the Stark children who, and, and other people, they, they spend a lot of time with the scepters. So the girls are in with the scepters learning to sew, and they the boys go with the maesters and the, the training, there's like the training yard. So I do yeah. wonder how much actual time they spend with actually their with their parents learning anything other than, I, you're the firstborn boy so you have to learn how to be a lord and you're the firstborn daughter so you have to learn how to marry well <laughs> yes like do they spend any more time with them you than that how to really obey. i i wonder um i think that um i mean allison seems to spend a lot of time with her kids mm-hmm. you see it even yes. her in that there's that one scene of her like i said in the window with helena just trying to rock her to sleep. And I mean, she's in the window with egg on. <laughs> no. <laughs> though, though, since you touched on that, I think she was a good I mom. I touched in that nothing. Egg on was doing it himself. Egg <laughs> was touching. Egg was doing the touching. This is true. I think she was a good mom in that she didn't shame him for masturbating. No. No. Nope. She didn't. She just wanted to Although talk about Although she should business. have said, why are you doing it out the window? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's safety. Let's talk about safety. Yeah. Here's it's okay sock. to touch yourself, but maybe have... do it in your bed yeah. or on a table or somewhere safer than out your window. The the prince yeah. what happens needs if you a royal cum rag. <laughs> the prince requires his royal cum rag. The theme servant. of this episode is actually royal cum rags. <laughs> yeah. Well, the royal cum sock, because he's just masturbating into it. So yeah. a lovely embroidered dragon cum sock. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you there. She doesn't shame him, which is really good. Um, yeah. You know, but then I think it was uh, in Davos Fingers, Matt was like, but then she sat on the bed. <laughs> like, I haven't listened there. to their episode yet, so I've not. I don't know up. what he's doing in there. Uh, don't. <laughs> well, you know, he's doing he's... it out the window. You don't have to worry about the bed. I know. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so no, she does a lot with Helena, doesn't she? She's. Um... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even and there's, one... when they come back from, from the hunting. The nurses are like, okay, let's give mommy a break. And they take him out. So she spends a lot of time with her toddlers, which which mm. sort of surprises me. But it's, again, mm-hmm. I think because motherhood is such a big theme in the show, they have to show them being mothers even to the young yeah, ones. Yeah, actually, big I really, time. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the, um, the bit with Helena in the same episode with Egon. Uh, so she's got a scene with Amond when she's like, who did the pig? you know, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> Aegon, but then she's got this bit with Helena and I loved the mum face that she did with <laughs> Helena talking oh, about her Oh, delightful. Bugs. A creepy fucking she's bug. Like, oh, a bug. <laughs> and she's clearly like rolling her eyes going, like every mum and dad has been there when their kid is like, and this dinosaur does that. And then this one has uh, plates on its back. And actually this dinosaur is the size of two buses and this dinosaur, and you're, and you zone out for a minute. And <laughs> a then minute. You, realize you weren't listening and you're like, oh shit, I wasn't listening. What did they say? Um, and Or you try and steer the conversation away and you're like, why don't we talk about something less boring or because we've been yeah. talking about dinosaurs for say 45 minutes and you've been you know telling me the same thing over and over again and I'm bored um mm-hmm. you, know, you know and that yeah. was that was she gave this face of like eye roll like okay okay babes <laughs> okay yeah dear. I know it's like oh you good another creepy bug 
I love it. Mm-hmm. That's great. So interesting. That lasts that for voice. me for about 10 minutes. And then I'm like, what else we got? <laughs> I'm like, let's move on. <laughs> let's sing a song got, together. I don't know. I've got a friend who, who genuinely says to her children, she's like, I'm just not interested in that. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're my hero. <laughs> I'd love to just one day go, do you know what? I just don't need a breakdown of every SpongeBob SquarePants episode. I just, I just don't need that. <laughs> I, yeah, um, I'm good. But I don't relate to. We don't have those ones. We have them. I don't watch them. The kid, my kids never took to those ones. However, my, my Little Pony. Oh definitely. yeah, My Little Pony. Oh, I love My Little Pony. I could. I yeah. want my children to get back into it because they used to be, and then they've grown out of it. Well, and then there's um, a new one. Loki's just getting in back into the old one. Because uh, yeah, I felt weird about it anyway. This is like an offside, but I did offside. Why do I keep saying offside? Off topic. Oh. Same thing. But I felt funny about the new the new My Little Pony. I'm very much the old school Twilight Sparkle kind of. Yeah, I did too. But but Loki, I, you know what? I like the I like the gender nonconformity in the new one. I like some yeah, of the that's new true. I like that too. Stuff, so yes. yeah, yeah. Do you think they neat. could ever do an amazing House of the Dragon uh, My Little Pony mashup like a I crossover? Mean, they did a Doctor Who one in the in the. Twilight Sparkle, so I can't see why they couldn't Did do they? the House of the Dragon thing. Yeah, what? Doctor Who's. I've not... His name That's is Doctor Who's. It's cute. I love yeah. that. Um, There's a Weird Al Yankovic yeah. episode as well. There's a what episode? Weird, Weird Al, Al Yankovic. Okay, I need yeah. to see that one as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Go back to your Twilight Sparkle. Watch them all. Yeah, I will do. Start to finish. There's the there's the um, little mom conversation in this motherhood episode right there. Indeed. <laughs> um yes so yeah. yeah so Alison I I don't think Alison's that bad of a parent I just think she's I don't like her because she's I think I said on Twitter like she's a mob she's a bit like a sanctimonious mob wife because she that's what I don't like is she pretends that she's pure as the driven snow yes but gains yeah. a lot and turns a blind eye <laughs> little Amond joke there um <laughs> uh to the terrible things that Kristen and Laris Strong do. I mean, I know she's a bit like Laris. You're a bit like at the end of this last episode, she looks at him on the boat and he's like, I can do whatever you want. And she's like, uh, sure. I'll, Let's don't pull call that me. Back a I'll minute. call you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back to that. Yeah, totally. But she's... she doesn't like punish him. No. You know? No. You know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. She gains a lot, and she's obviously like, well, you know, he kind of did me a favor. It's like strangers on a train. Like I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Uh, but then she pretends to the world that she's like, like basically her shit don't stink. Um, she's she's a tough character. It's only going to get more and more, more and more gray. I had a lot mm-hmm. of trouble with with Viserys just being totally fine with the fact that she sliced open his daughter. Oh. Over over that because that's yeah. the air like that would have been mm. a big deal mm-hmm. but yeah Indeed. yeah yikes but we Rhaenyra is talked a mom. about Rhaenyra though yeah yeah I was gonna say Rhaenyra is a mom she's she's interesting I I mean it's no big surprise that she is like my one of my favorite historical characters anyway mm. mm-hmm. um I really love her as a mom I think she does you see her really engaging with her kids Mm-hmm. Um, you see her, her stubbornness, like in that very first scene with with Emma Darcy, and how they really they pull out the 
that stuff. Allison calling her down to, you know, I want to see the oh, baby I literally before your afterbirth is out. It's like my favorite part of mm-hmm. her is that yeah. dig in summer. And yeah. Yeah. She's wonderful. I love that. Although I was a bit like, this could be dangerous for you, darling. <laughs> You're bleeding. Oh, yes. Yeah. You the know. blood trailing behind oh. them as they're leaving Allison's room. I love that, that they like, did that, though. Yes. That was great. Like, this is yeah. what it's really like. It's not like in movies where someone yeah. gives birth and they look so refreshed and beautiful. Um, but even she looked, she looked, I mean, for someone who, I don't know how long that birth was and maybe baby number three comes out easier than, yeah. certainly my I was second baby one number came three. out easier than my second. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's, maybe that third child comes out easier, mm-hmm. but she didn't look as nearly as fatigued as I did, but I was like, yeah. I don't know. I was baby number um, three and I was like done within half an hour. I think my mum literally really? went into labour. Yeah, Low she went into labour and like, like an hour and a half later I was hours. born. Yeah, that's fair. I was induced yeah. with Thor and Thor was like 22 hours of, <gasps> of like hard labor. And I went like 17 or 18 of that without an epidural. Jesus. Um, but Loki was like, I think start to finish, she was less than four. It wow. was quite fast, but it was insanely intense. And so that scene mm. of her, of Rhaenyra walking. Like she's not even standing out of the afterbirth. Getting dressed. Yet. Yeah. Delivering the afterbirth. And all of that, I was like, literally, she feels like a train has just gone through her vagina, and now she's mm-hmm. walking up a flight of stairs. Yeah, like there would there would be vomiting. I had to try and mm-hmm. walk from just my hospital room mm. to the ICU, which was down a a way too long of a corridor. Um, and did they not have you in a wheelchair? Time, I wanted to fall. They did the first time I went, and then I wanted to go back and mm. see my baby. So I just got up and did it myself because I have a little streak of stubbornness in me too. Yeah, good for you. And yeah, I just started going. But I was like, thank God for those like hand railings along the wall. Mm. And I just, yeah, had to stop a few times. But I made it. But like, but that was, that was like 12 hours after Mm. giving birth, not having, delivering the afterbirth as I'm walking out the door. Like Mm. I can't, that's not, I don't even think that's, that's not even possible. I feel like that's wild. Well, I am. I mean, there's also like the, the not just the blood, but when you do when you do too much, like sorry to people out there who are squeamish, but when you do too much after you have a baby, you get massive blood clots too. Yes, like yeah. you literally pass like an orange sized clot of blood, mm-hmm. um, and you have to be really careful of that of those things. And I was just like, she's gonna really like I I know that after because I had C sections, and when my first was born, I had to wait six weeks before I could really do anything. Yes, yeah. Um, and basically on, on week six, <laughs> on that day, I was like, right, I'm going to go for a nice long walk. And I did. I went for a really long walk, but I overdid it massively. I went for a very, mm-hmm. very long walk. I think I'd walked for like 10 miles or something. And then um, came home and I had a fever and I started bleeding again. And I, I was like, I rang the doctor because I was like, what's happened? And she said, well, what did you do today? Um, and she was like, no, you've overdone it. <laughs> you just overdid it. France. You crazy person. And that was six yeah. weeks after giving birth. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and this, and radio has just pushed a watermelon out of her foof. Yes. Um, yeah. And now she's, she's just walking up these stairs, bleeding. It's the stairs uh, that killed me. I'm like, I could maybe believe a corridor. Mm. Stairs are killing me. And then that one guy, let me be one of the first to congratulate you. It's yeah, like, fuck off. Fuck right off. How about you get fucked? Like, yes. thank you. Although that was good foreshadowing because that was Lord Caswell, wasn't it? Yes. He stays yeah. um, loyal to her. 
but it definitely oh god if, let me know if there's anything you do well make me a casserole and fuck off um yeah, exactly <laughs> make me a freezer casserole <laughs> exactly and then don't talk to me for a year until i'm a person again since i've been yeah birthed. exactly yeah yeah Maybe you could get me some ice cubes to put in my very sore vagina. That would be great. Like an ice Seriously, one of the, the other thing that I was going to say was here. I don't know if they do this everywhere, but here they have um, freezer pads. So they take like a menstrual pad and it's they put it in the freezer. Oh and then so like, the very first time, I know this is crazy, but they came at me with it. And I was like, what are you doing? And then she slaps it like on me. And I was ah! like, ah, ooh. <laughs> <sighs> I bet that felt So amazing. someone, I hope, when Rhaenyra got back to her room, I hope someone gave her a freezer pad of some kind. Yeah. Because, and uh, for all the people who are about to give birth, we apologize for yeah. these conversations. It's a song of ice and fire, still in you. Yeah. <laughs> a song of ice and vaginas. Um, yeah, they don't do that here, I don't think. But I do. I have seen that recommended. But it's so good that in Canada they're like, no, we're going to get these pads frozen and ready. Yeah. At least in my yeah. hospital, that was like, yeah, big practice. And that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I never had the I never had the joy of having anything come out of my vagina. So yeah, yeah. Um, Different experiences, but yeah. I know. Yeah. But anyway, I love I love that about her. She um, she's doing that. Um, yeah. And Alison, that like that another thing that makes me really dislike Alison was the fact that she just demanded her to come. Right there and then. She didn't demand her to come. She she demanded. She the wanted baby the baby presented, but her. obviously, Rainier as if like, she didn't know Raina or Rainera. She's known her for how long? She knows that mm. she's going to bring her there or him there. Mm-hmm. I'm all over the Oh, you should have, you shouldn't have come, my darling. You should be resting. Yeah. Fuck. Please, yeah. someone get a pillow for her to sit upon, like a pillow made of ice. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Give, give like the donut ring. Nice Has she got piles on. as well? Because that's the other thing you get when you push out babies. <laughs> that's the other thing you get when you push. Like yes. maybe a little donut, an icy donut ring cushion for her. Perfect. Purple yes. grape butt. <laughs> her bleeding <laughs> oh, ripped up Rhaenyra. vagina. It's very glamorous having a baby, everyone. Um, it sure is. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, Highly recommend it. Highly recommend yeah. it. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Also, she probably pooped. She's probably just pooped doing. <laughs> Have giving birth. Like, I know. I, I, just, I think people should know what it's like. We have seen a lot of birth on this show. <laughs> a lot of people giving birth, and you think and this right is the first it, time they've even dealt with an afterbirth. I don't know if they're going to touch on poop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should. I mean, Alison probably just went, and then a baby came out. <laughs> Did you ever see what to expect when you're expecting? She was the like Brooklyn Decker, just sneeze and it comes out. <laughs> It's not so bad. It's you. There he is. It's exactly. Fine. There we go. Yeah. Baby's born. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas I like to think of Rhaenyra as like I'm just gonna get in there and get dirty and get sweaty. Oh know. yeah, she's way more real. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And it's a good thing that Lainor. I think Lainor would faint if he saw. Oh him yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little surprised that Harwin wasn't in the room, but I guess like sort of. I don't think he could get away with it. Not like um, Jamie could have, because Jamie was in the room with Cersei. Yeah, he would insist on that, but no one was going to yeah. argue with. But he was king's guard with the queen, like the queen, the um, queen's brother, and the and the queen's yeah. brother. Although, actually, Harwin in the books is her sworn shield by this mm-hmm. point, but yes. I, they don't include it. They they have that he's the Lord Commander of the Kings, not the Kingsguard, the Fuck, City Watch. 
the gold Literally the gold cloaks. Yes, um, but they don't mention that he's the sworn shield. Um, no. Yeah. So potentially a sworn shield might be able to, just in case. Get away. I with mean, because doesn't um because that's why uh, Queen Alisan um has a sworn shield is because she was attacked whilst she was pregnant. Yes. Uh, at Maidenpool by scepters yes. who thought she was a, an abomination and her children. But it wasn't, it was people dressed up as scepters. They were just pretending to be. I oh, think. yeah, they were pretending to be how, scepters, weren't yeah. they? And that's why she ends up with her own awesome badass female sworn shield as John well. John Quill Dark, yes. What's the name of it? John Quill Dark. Oh, John Quill Dark, yes, exactly. And She's what a great best. name that is. Wicked. Um, yeah. I want more and on, so, on John Quill Dark. So maybe if they'd mentioned that Harwin was her sworn shield, he could potentially get away with being in the room with her, just yeah. in case. But I, don't I was disappointed not to get not to get a moment between those two. Mm. There was no real moments of the two of them alone on screen. No, and actually, I was really sad not to get more of how their how their relationship and their courtship developed, um, because obviously he yeah. rescued her at the wedding, but before that, they didn't really. No, he knew have... her. For yeah. sure, they interacted here and there. He was, he was in like every episode, just in very brief yes, parts. Yes, but very much in the background. Yeah. Um. But I would love to have seen more of how they became more attracted yeah. to each other, and yeah, because and connected. and obviously grew in love together because they clear there's so much affection there, and oh, I thought that was really so? well done. I don't know. I think. I don't know about I don't I maybe I'm missing what you saw because I felt like he was very connected to the boys. Mm. Um but even in the sense that like he died in the episode before this one and mm. her son says to her we should be mourning too that was my dad that died and she's like it's not right it's not our place to. So she, if she was grieving him she really mm. buried that shit, you know? I think she had to bury it though because she could if she seemed to be mourning him too much then it would just be a confirmation that her children, you know, that who he was, essentially. Yeah, I think, for sure. I, I get, but he was know. still someone who spent every day with her in King's Landing. Like, mm. yeah, I get Definitely it. But I still think that. we didn't have, we didn't, again, it's the same thing. We didn't have any moments of seeing what he meant to her in this episode mm. or the last one. And that disappoints mm. me. It's yeah. more the boys than her. They so. definitely gave each other some wistful looks, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that was about it, wasn't it? And she in that scene where she's she's hearing uh, Lionel talk to him, you know, we're going back. You can't be here anymore. And she's obviously having an emotional moment. She's upset that he has to leave. Mm. He can't see her, but she's there listening to the conversation and she's affected by it. So, you know, that she cares for him. But, but I wish you could have seen the two of them. Do you think that could be related to I think the showrunners definitely Ryan Condal mentions that. In the very early days, she her relationship with Alicent was almost sapphic. Uh, like they definitely had more than just, or certainly Rhaenyra had more than friendship feelings towards her friend. I think yeah, Alicent I may have had it a bit, but not really, and certainly was too is didn't too, recognize it too yeah. uh, uh, relig like religious to to ever have encouraged it or anything like that. But yeah. I wonder if, because I kept me, I was thinking, because a whole thing about who is Rhaenyra going to marry and have babies with. Um, and I think 
it was telling that she, basically she was happy to marry someone who was gay because she didn't like that basically is she bisexual is she gay herself or does she was she actually asexual um but knew she had to have children so she chose harwin strong uh to Maybe. Yeah. To to be the the parent, I don't. Uh, she never comes across to me as asexual, though. I mean, she definitely has. Oh no, she's definitely sexy, though, isn't she? Desires, and sexual. Yeah. Um, um, I think, yeah, pansexual or bisexual in the world of Westeros, where I guess gender norms are a little mm. bit more straightforward. Um, but who else could she have married? Because she definitely didn't want Jason Lannister. I was just trying to think, like who, who could have been the suitor, the person that she has these feet like. There wasn't. Well, they, again, feel, they put it like had... there's not very much choice. No, um, because she has to marry someone at her station. Like if Cole mm. had been at her station, I think maybe he would have worked because there were feelings there. There was a friendship there. Mm. I actually think she feels the same about Cole as she felt about Alicent in mm. in that first episode. So they're, they're, mm. their episodes together, their connection. I think it's the same. Actually, I was noticing this time when I was rewatching. In that very first scene where Rhaenyra lands Cyrax and Alison comes out and says, I'm mm. happy to watch from the ground. And Rhaenyra looks disappointed. And so does Cyrax. Like, Cyrax mm. can feel Rhaenyra's disappointment in that. Mm. So, I, mm. yeah, there's definitely stronger feelings for Alicent, I think, than, than they were able to flesh out, mm. I think. Flesh so. being the operative word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wish they yeah. had. Oh, that would have mm. been great. Very <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> I think the, the Dornish have it though. Like I'm with the wildlings. Basically, at heart, I think I'm either Dornish or a wildling, but probably a wildling because I live very far north. I um, agree. Uh, and I have Sorry. red hair. I'm with the wildlings or the Dornish with sexuality. Although I don't really like the wildling kind of. I want to be taken by a man. Basically, do you know what? I don't. I don't like it. Like my feminist side is like ugh. But then, like, my kink side is like, but kind of. <laughs> but kind of. And also the way Egrit talks about it, basically, like, well, you wouldn't want somebody who's... Who's weak. Like, or who's weak. You like, want you you wouldn't, you wouldn't want someone who's going to ravage, basically ravage you and bang your head against a yeah. fed head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Someone you can scratch and can handle you scratching and kicking at them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's kind of hot, right? Yeah. You want a little bit of fire in it. Exactly. Um, and of course, they, they also are wiser about like opposite Targaryens because they talk about, well, why would you marry? Why would you be with somebody who you're extremely related to? It's, that's weird. Um, like they always say, we, you go to an other village, another wildling village to find a, yeah. a partner. Yeah. Um, because like the wildlings understand genetics and incest. <laughs> and incest. That's yucky. <laughs> Yeah, they go, that's yucky. And that's the way that you end up with seven fingers on one hand and five <laughs> exactly. boobs. Although no one really would mind the five boobs, I'm sure. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, there's definitely, part, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but there's definitely parts of the UK where um, they have reputations for being a bit more incestuous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there's some here too. And, yeah, and there's an episode of The X-Files where, oh God, it really creeps me out. Where this family basically it's like are all incestuous with each other. Yeah. And it's it's a, like that's a really messed up episode. I won't talk about it anymore because it... It is literally the only one that I know. My mom watched okay. it and that, that episode oh, disturbed me so much. It's the only one that stays with me. 
Oh, I know. I ha- I like have nightmares. Like the mum under the bed, like with a like. Okay, a, okay, like a okay. Mouth. We said we were just talking like about a mouth on the side of her face because they're so in, like inbred. Like the kids like have an ear coming out of their butt or something. Um, <laughs> like a, that's how you create Pica- real life Picasso paintings is to uh, yeah. inbreed. <laughs> to keep having babies with your sister yeah yeah but although i seem to i'm very happy to turn a blind eye to targaryen incest i don't know why are you saying that you like damien and and rhaenyra together is that where although actually that does make me feel a bit ill i'm like that's your uncle yeah it's yucky i know um i can't but i I kind of get past the look factor of it although cersei and jamie always made me feel very ill i Mm -hmm. that just thinking about like like when Jay, when Cersei says, "I feel whole when he's inside me," and I just go, like, you "Vomit in your mouth, complete vomit." Um, yes. Uh, and I think there's the scene where he comes back. He's finally got back from being kidnapped and had his hand chopped off, and he mm-hmm. goes to see her, and she's like on her period, and he's like, "I don't care." Um, and he, yeah, like, and you're just going, "This is like, I've I've read it a few times, and you just go, this is so.'" gross for so many reasons like yes yeah and the fact that she's on her period being the least of those reasons i know that's the smallest thing you're just like okay um but i mean that's one that's one level of messy but like the fact that they're twins but i can see why they talk like the targaryens have a difficult thing because they are dragon riders so they want to keep that dragony magic. Like I have to basically yeah. switch off the ick part of my brain when I think I about guess, like, like Jaharis to me and it's it's there's no we don't have any because we don't have a focus group of dragons with non Targaryens to know mm-hmm. how it would go if you know what I mean? Like that the whole dragon mm-hmm. seed theory to me is maybe those don't they don't have dragon seeds, they just get dragons. Maybe. You know? So, but there's definitely something in uh, the theory that I've read and agree with that when the when Targaryen mothers seem to uh, lose their babies mm-hmm. or have miscarriages, the babies look almost like a dragon, like dragon. And there's so yeah. many like Daenerys um, uh, ends up give it like Rhaegar. But hers was hers was magic involved, right? But I... even so, like all of like um, Maegor his yeah, like Morrison. lost children and, all and spoiler looked alert. dragony and there was magic right. involved in that because that um his mistress mm-hmm. can't remember her name um was poisoning the women wasn't she yes she was but even so like there's quite i'm sure that there's quite a few targaryens who yes. miscarry spoiler alert for without there show, being Rhaenyra, magic and the children look daughter, a bit like right? they've got wings and a tail and so it's I think one of that those there things, is a theory though, that they literally do have dragon blood. Like they've like they've found some way to mix, imbibe their own with dragon blood. Yeah, it's one of those things that I. This is like my history student stuff coming in, and it just makes me wonder the difference between myth and reality, and how much mm. myth is linked into mm. the the real storytelling. Um, but that's why what Gurum does is so good because you are going. That's probably yes. myth, but at the same time. Is it? <laughs> is it? Exactly. Is it? Yes. Is it? It's like is it Anne Boleyn having six fingers. Did she? Probably not, but it's out there now. And mm. essentially there comes a point where history just becomes fact because it's believed in by so many people, mm. you know? Mm. So it's, it's yeah. 
that's the world we're in. You'll yeah. never be able to. And that is say the point of a lot of uh, the writing in this in these stories, and that people. Uh, like one of the reasons why, for example, I can't think of an example from Fire and Blood, but definitely when Daenerys mm. comes back to Westeros, there's loads of talk about how she bathes in blood and how she eats children. <laughs> like, yes, those are the yeah. rumors. So that's what people are going to think of her when she arrives at Westeros. And I'm trying to think of yeah. as an example. I mean, everyone believes that Rhaenyra's children, for example, are Strong's. They could not be, but they, they probably are. And it's and again, that's the point of the writing of Archmaester Gildane's books, is that um, this is what's written, so this is what people will remember, and this is what they'll believe. This is what they'll believe. It's, uh, it's interesting, though, because Rhaenyra especially, and, and Daenerys as well they are women in roles where they're not meant to be mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so they will be villainized and their stories will be changed and told so i i feel this way with some of the historical figures that i relate to or really like reading about where mm-hmm. you have kind of have to take that perspective with a grain of salt and that's why even my first read throughs of fire and blood or the princess and the queen before fire and blood came mm-hmm. out i really wanted and still do like the show obviously changes it but i really wanted to believe that those boys were legitimate and Me they too. just found a way mm-hmm. not because i think it changes her character at all like i think you know she's entitled to have babies with whoever she wants to and mm. and like f typical westerosi norms but yeah down with the patriarchy um, exactly exactly but but just for the sake of like and even in the show, in that first, that scene or that episode where she sleeps with Cole mm. and the maester brings her the moon tea at the end, I was like, but imagine she doesn't drink it and her first child is actually his and then he's actually mm. actively destroying his own children mm. or his own child. Like, that would be a very George thing to do. Um, well, he'd have to be sent to the wall, wouldn't he, for breaking his vows? Well, that's only if, well, he should have been sent to the wall for breaking his mm. vows, but Alison. He should have, I mean, first. I would love to know how he got away with basically beating uh, Joffrey Lonmouth to the point where his head was flopping. That was so disgusting. That was how I felt in the, in the Oberyn uh, versus the mountain. mountain. When he, when he, I remember watching that for the first time and I just genuinely was like, (gasps) I, I, I I was traumatized by that and couldn't really watch it. Again, it's so horrible. But it's also because we love Oberon so much. Mm-hmm. I know, him. I loved Oberon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And obviously, I love Pedro Pascal. Uh, Pour one out yeah. for those who um, died too young in Westeros. <laughs> I know. But yeah, I think it would have. I, I, I think they, they made changes uh, from the books, obviously, but I think there's some that make it more obvious that Rhaenyra's children are illegitimate. And that, like, for example, Rainer has dark hair in the books. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not Raina, Rainies. Yes, Rainies. Yeah. Yeah. She has dark hair because she's half Baratheon. She has yeah. dark hair with like a streak of silver in it. And if, That was retconned example, actually. Initially it was just dark hair and then he retconned it to a streak of silver for Fire and Blood. But the oh, original really? Princess and the Queen, it was just dark. Oh, okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for example, that, that meant that Rhaenyra's children could legitimately have dark hair 
yeah. because of their Baratheon heritage. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and taking that out means that it's made more obvious. So I think that was what was in my mind while I was reading Fire and Blood was they they've got Baratheon. They've got a, they've got a part. What is Rainey's? She's the grandmother of them. Yes. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got a Baratheon grandmother and Baratheon. Uh, the seed is strong, like Baratheon hair. Except is... that the 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 boys are described with sort of like muddy brown hair, and the oh, seed is strong, which is black hair, like crow hair, black, black hair. hair. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but still, but still, it... I would do the same thing, like mix mix black or blonde and black, and it could be brown. Like you don't yeah. know, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It could be, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. So I I think I wanted to believe I want I choose to believe uh in my hand that they are that they were legitimate but I I feel like the show makes it extremely obvious that they're not that they're um, not and only for me when they start when they show Damon and Lena's kids and it's like oh mm, they're yeah. definitely not <laughs> yeah, yeah they are not legitimate children um but yeah. who cares like they're lovely who, well, and they actually, are, the family that's... unit that Rhaenyra has yeah. built. I love it. I feel like it's a lovely, modern, weird, like... I like it too. Yeah. Totally. Um, <laughs> exactly. I love it. I think it's beautiful. I think the way that her relationship with... Obviously, there's some dodgy moments because Lena was like, I've done my duty. And she's like, yeah. fuck you. I command you to stay. You're not leaving. Yeah. But I yeah. think she's got the right idea because they need to show togetherness. Yeah. Um, I think what upsets me the most about it, though, is... It shouldn't matter if they're legitimate when her bloodline is the one that matters in this case. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not like Cersei's kids with Robert, where they're not Robert's kids and, and his bloodline is the line that should yeah. inherit. Yeah. She's the bloodline that matters. Exactly. So her blood should be the only one that, that matters. Yeah. And anyway. it's not, not like that I think removed, it should matter. She's completely anyway, removed but... the royal line. She hasn't. She has. Exactly. Like she is those the royal children, line Cersei's children are 100% them. Lannister. There is yeah. nothing royal about them. Yeah. Um, and I just think I like I agree with you. I don't really give a shit. Um, and I think that her, I love her parenting style. Like when I think was it Luke or Jace who asked, "Is my father Harwin?" Jace, I think that was. Yeah. And she kind of go, "Well, you're a Targaryen. That's the only thing that matters." And that's kind of true, mm -hmm. but that's really difficult for a small child to. Yeah, of course. Understand, but I do love. I feel like they're a really nice unit. Um. And I lo I just loved the way Harwin was with his boys. Like I, you don't see very many doting fathers in uh, the world of Ice and Fire, the, you know, the Song of Ice and Fire, any of it. You don't see no. yeah, that very much. No. Um, you know, maybe Ned. Maybe Ned. There's a few. I mean, we could list. There's. I would say there's, there's a good two handfuls of doting fathers, probably. Mm. And I think this is maybe taking some credit away from Harwin. Maybe it would have been different if they were daughters, not sons. We don't know. Mm, uh, maybe. How it would have been there. Um, but even so, I, I liked that. I liked the way that they were just live and let live your life. You know, Lenor, you can go be gay. I'll go and do whoever and whatever I want. And yeah. we'll love each other. And I just thought it was... Like the first scene where she's just given birth and Lenor comes up to her and um, like you can just see that they've got this great pattern. He's together, genuinely this, happy. Yeah. Like, like they they're genuinely happy together. Friends. Um, yeah. And it just kind of goes to show that you, I feel like it's 
the answer to you don't have to have a nuclear marriage in life to make things work um and i feel like they are the embodiment of that um and it's only other people namely like alison and people like that who are like no that's wrong you can't have that and i will destroy you for trying to have that (laughs) essentially but in alison's not defense but on alison's it's not really that she's destroying that that she's having that family or that connection with other people she's she's just trying to look after protect her own children based on what her father has brainwashed Mm. her into thinking right if Mm. allison didn't have any stakes in this game she probably would be like yeah live and let live man you know do you really think i don't think she would i don't know i think she was genuinely disgusted with rainier's behavior i think she was jealous of rainier's behavior I think she was jealous that Rhaenyra gets choice and she has to be climbed up on top of by Gollum. Oh. And, um, the smell must be awful think, of his rotting skin. Oh my gosh. I mean, being funny. Have you smelt yeah. pus? <laughs> oh God. We, <laughs> this is just the first episode, Steph. We're going to scare people away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I'm gross. You've seen my Twitter feed full of disgusting, fucked up foods. So... <laughs> um yeah he probably stinks yeah yeah for sure and i think i actually think in allison's case that's what it was it was envy but Rainier you know she says to her in either. that Rainier doesn't no, really well, have choice not really in that in that one episode um what is it episode three yeah i th- no two where i don't know whatever one it is when damon comes back it's allison is Maybe it's four. When they seem like they're friends again for five minutes. Yeah. Um, Just after. But it's that episode where her and Damon do go out. But it's before they go out. And Rhaenyra, they're talking on the bench. And Allison says, oh, yes, having all of those lords lined up to fawn over you must have been horrible. I think it's quite romantic. Because she never had that. She never had anyone be able to fawn over her. She only ever got old man Viserys. True. You know, and Rhaenyra's like... It's gross. It's not fun. But it's the grass is mm. always greener on the other side. She, True. Alice, Rhaenyra has this, this, yeah, agency and choice that Allison does not have. But they're both had. trapped because Rhaenyra does in have agency and choice in yeah. a way. But yes, she's trapped because she has to, as Viserys says, you have to get married and shore up your line and uh, have babies so that no one can dispute your claim, and you have to do this. I don't. She's got choice because he says. I don't care who it is. Although that's not really yeah. fucking true, is it? Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what makes me sad is that certainly on Alison's part, but I think maybe a bit of both, they don't see that they're both... Like, if they both would just say, look, we're fucking... This is shit. It's shit for you. It's shit for me. Uh, yeah. We're both trapped in our own way. Um, it's the tra- As Emmett would say, it's the trappings of power. They're both trapped. Mm-hmm in a different mm. in their own way but it's all because of the, the yeah the, the the power that they hold comes with a cage for both of them mm-hmm. it's just mm. different it's just opposite yeah and also it makes me think as rhaenyra offers uh is it jace to uh helena uh for marriage in that in that yeah. episode mm-hmm. um not the number six i think it is yeah which is a in some ways a wise decision but also, I can see why Alison doesn't want it. A, because she thinks her children are bastards. So she's like, uh, no, my children are not bearing P. 
people born on the wrong side of the blanket. But also mm-hmm. what you see, for again, for women, particularly for her daughter, Helena, and you see it with Sansa later on, that a royal betrothal or any real betrothal for a woman is essentially uh, a hostage situation. A woman is oh, a yeah. hostage. Um, and I think that's, again, that's why Cersei has that with Marcella being going off to Dawn. And she's yeah. just like, she's a hostage there now. And I didn't really understand that until I started thinking about Rhaenyra's offer to Alicent and thinking, Alicent's thinking, no, there's no way you're getting any power over my children. Yeah. Um, because like Sansa betrothed to Joffrey, she is a hostage, therefore, of of the Red Keep. Um, yeah. From that Forever moment on, they yeah. own her. Um, but I mean, Helena already is at the red. Like they wouldn't have to move anything. They're right close to home. But no, your just I... your point there reminded me of um, another interesting point that doesn't super have to do with motherhood. Or mm-hmm. but um, talking about the kids being bastards and how in this recent episode, um, Corliss says to Rainey's, "History doesn't remember blood; they remember names." So he's saying, "I don't mm-hmm. give a shit if they're bastards. They have my name." Yeah. So it's just it's it's that it all the way they tie these things together is just so well done. And that's that's something that I have thought about with the women in it, um, because if Rhaenyra is the queen, whoever she marries, therefore, becomes her surname, and so therefore, yeah. I think that's what Viserys was bringing up, saying, "Well, uh, we're not going to have." The kings of Westeros can never be Valerian. Yeah, they have to be Targaryen. Um, I think that's why people don't like the women on the on the <sighs> throne. I I said that once at like a panel. Everyone shot me down, <laughs> but I was like, I really do think it has to do with the last name, like mm. because the last name is not supposed to be carried through a female; it's supposed to be carried through a male. And if Rhaenyra yeah. marries anybody then it's her last but it happened with you know this probably just as well but queen elizabeth very Mm -hmm. similar i mean but she just kept windsor as her as a title instead of the last name and then her kids as well initially were supposed to get mount batten and then that was changed to windsor as well it was renamed later yeah so there Um, are ways around it but i think people aren't very imaginative yeah exactly exactly Um, but um i mean you've just mentioned rainey's I think we should maybe talk a little bit about Rainey's and Lena, mm-hmm. and we could probably yeah. mention a few Heartbreak. things because Rainey's, I feel very sorry for. Oh God, yeah, she's oh. probably the best of them. I mean, we all know that anyway. But I mean, even mm. of and not that I love to, as we talked about earlier, compare who's a better mom, but just <laughs> Rainey's Rainey's understanding of her children, and they're mm. older. She's seen them. She's mm. had them for longer. She's watched them grow longer. Mm. They're in their thirties or whatever, probably. Um, but yeah, her understanding of her kids is so beautiful. Mm. I really love it. I mean, she's a badass anyway. Yeah. Um, and she understands the way things are. Um, and I think in this last, in episode seven, this last episode we just saw, she is very honest with, um, Corliss. I mean, I love their relationship and she's, but she's really honest and just says, I lost the crown and you're the one who's obsessed with getting it back. Not me. Yep. Yep. Um, and... I think she would have made an amazing queen, like she so much have. better than Viserys. Yeah. 
yeah. he wouldn't have been a great queen. <laughs> no, um, no, no, kind of pull off the dress is the same way she um, does. Or the hair. Yeah, She's he's a wig though. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, maybe you can borrow one of hers because they are immense. Yes. <laughs> so can you imagine big. even just poor Eve trying to walk around with that on her head all day? Oh. Like her neck must hurt at the end of filming. Do you think that's her hair? Do you think they're trying to say this is her hair or are they saying we've put like a thing in it to make it big? Because it's absolutely they massive. It. They've got to bump it in there for sure. But they I mean, it's bump it. like wig with a bump it. Yeah. Did you well, do in bump the... it's in the UK? Yeah, they have bumpets, but they in the I think it was the 18th century and the 17th century when women and men had absolutely enormous hair. Uh, yes. A lot of the time, it would be wigs, it and you kind of take it off and have this gross stuff underneath. But they would oftentimes yeah. sleep in their wigs or sleep with their hair like that, and they used to have to sleep like on wooden uh, things to protect Comfy. their hair. Like it's so uncomfortable. I don't, like literally like a slave to to fashion. Um, <laughs> Like sleeping on a wooden block, on your, with your head on a literally on a block, so that your hair wouldn't There's get There's no foreshadowing in that. Yeah. Era. Um, but she, I, I think she's a wonderful person. I think Eve Best is. I have a massive crush on Eve Best. Yeah, um, she's delightful. Yeah. And she's just amazing. Um, but she, and she's a very strong, fierce mother. Um, but Big I time. feel like she's she got a quiet strength kids in a way that we haven't seen a lot of in these shows. The way mm-hmm. she advocates for her kids, mm. Lenore's need to to be himself, and how putting him on the throne or beside the throne is the opposite of letting him do that. I mean, you don't mm. see you are not you don't see that anywhere. Not even with you know Loras and the Tyrells as open minded as they are. You don't see them vouching for him the way she vouches for Lenore. No, you know, no. It's beautiful. It's great. I love it. Corley's is a dummy about it. Mm. Just and Corley's being blind to his son, like kind of. Oh, um, you know, it's probably a phase. Blind is strong. He knows it's there. He just, <laughs> he just is stupid. Just... Mm. But I love her, and I my heart broke for her in this last episode because she's just buried one child, and I know the next one's dead or seemingly dead. Um, it actually breaks my heart even more that he's not like I'm like maybe he'll tell her like maybe maybe she'll get news that he's alive you know that would be just nice. couldn't live that fake life anymore because she needs that she does I think it's yeah. fucking heartbreaking a mother's lot but I love is, that that flip oh yeah but the yeah. a mother's lot is basically really shitty and tough in Westeros essentially it's you're either dying because you've had children or losing children to wars yes. to you know and i know that like cat in the later books gets a lot of flack from people but i can yeah i would turn into lady stoneheart <laughs> oh i would turn into lady stoneheart yeah like don't get yeah. me started defending cat we will be here all day <laughs> um, um but what about lena i feel like we've not said much about rainies but basically she's a fucking queen like she's the queen. she's yeah she's the queen yeah but she's lena should have been she's the queen lena yeah. Lena had some really beautiful mummy moments in this in this mm. last episode. Yeah. Or not the last one, but the one before that. Obviously not in this one. Hers is it's just so sad. We only we got her for such a short time. But mm. you could tell that there was a big connection between her and those girls and mm. you know. Yeah. And I felt that it was a real affection between her and Damon. Maybe it wasn't the burning love that he has necessarily 
what does he does he really love Rainy Rhaenyra? I don't know. I think um, I think he's always had a thing for Rhaenyra. Yeah, he sees a kindred yeah. spirit in Rhaenyra. It's it's mm. yucky, but it's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I think he saw that to a degree in Lena too. I think mm-hmm. he I think he oh, loved yeah. her too. I think that the show didn't do as good of a job as it could have. Mm. But again, it's very rushed. The pacing is is mm. tough. It's not my yes. favorite. I feel like um, they could have slowed it down and had a whole mm-hmm. series with the first lot of actors. Yes. But whatever. I'm enjoying it anyway. You know, yeah. they've yeah, done what they've too. done. Um, uh, I feel like it could have been slowed down into lots and lots of seasons. <laughs> um, I agree. But um, but then also, I, maybe that would have been too much. Like for book people, yay. But for yeah. other people who have never read the books, they're probably like, why are we going into so much detail <laughs> Um, and then on the fourth day, she had fourteen bowel movements, and then, then <laughs> and then the seventh day of the seventh moon, because um, I mean it is such a tough going book. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. why in my second read through, I was like, I'm going to do this on Audible. Yes, um, I have it on Audible too. And unfortunately, I'm not one to harp on the narration, but I do find that his voice is a little bit dreary. It is. It does put me to sleep a little bit. It does. But I feel like in a way that's kind of good because that's actually, it's meant to be like a dry maester's tone. It's true. Yes. He does have that dry maester tone for and sure. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Can't, uh, I haven't gotten, I have started listening to it and I wanted to listen sort of along with the show. And essentially the first show feels like it's one chapter. Mm. So I, I haven't listened. I'm into the chat, like the further chapters where I'm near the fight between the big dragon fight. Yeah. I'm near Tumbleton. I think I'm just past Tumbleton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. wait for all of those fights. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's going to be so good. And the budget Although I'm really have. sad. Oh. The Dance of the Dragons genuinely makes me feel very sad because it is so destructive and stupid. And oh, yeah. you were, like you're saying, we're only just getting the taste of it now of the stupid loss of life. Like... They live in a world where, like, for example, Viserys is literally rotting from cuts. Like, yes. I know they've said it's Look. leprosy, but it is, he is losing parts. I think Mesa Melos maybe has part to play in this, but he, you can sit on a chair and fucking die from sitting on a chair. Yeah. And um, you can give, you can die giving birth to children. You lose children. Like, think of Emma. Think of all these people who have stillbirths and it, it is horrendous for them or or miscarriages like this is a really difficult world to survive in um and also i mean i remember watching i i read the books after i watched the first couple of seasons of the show because mm-hmm. i and i remember not really understanding it's like why are there everyone like they seem to go for a walk in the woods and then get like attacked and raped what is yeah. the fuck like why why are the woods in Westeros so <laughs> fucking dangerous yeah. like, there's no it's a lawless land why would you want to live there um and it's basically just a terrible world and then you add water it and you're just like this is this is so dumb you've lost all your beautiful dragons like whether you believe that the dragons are just big nuclear bombs or death stars or whatever they're really beautiful they're beautiful animals they like the relationship they have between them like the loss of that like, I would love a pet dragon. Not so I could destroy right. anyone, but simply so yeah. I could just ride a beautiful, amazing dragon. So yeah. that would be... Just to fly. Incredible. Um, yeah. 
but just the the addition of this just loss of life and all of the pain caused like you see it in this last episode with parents fighting with each other like we've just lost Lena who like you say she seemed to be a really gentle parent I didn't love what she said to was it Raina who said um I I think dad doesn't like spends more time with Baylor or whatever Yeah. yeah and she kind of just goes oh he's doing his best I don't like that that's not no it's not a nice thing was, to say no but it's it was, a difficult situation it and you can't over. always get stuff right as a parent sometimes you no. shit comes out your mouth and you're like oh god why did I say that um yeah. like yes you can have loads of sweets oh shit I just said you can um, <laughs> <laughs> um I yeah. promise if you eat this last bite you can have a whole bowl of ice cream damn it why did I say <laughs> shit why did I say that um um but yeah, like it's just I find the whole I'm I'm not looking forward to the Dance of Dragons. It's an incredible story, but it's so sad because so many people die and so many of the beautiful There's no dragons... winner. No. There's no and no one comes out looking like they deserve to be either. And I no. think that that's that's sort of the why it's so hard in the end is mm. there was no it was all so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think a lot of it comes down to these these two. I mean, it it does. It comes down to these two mothers, um, yep. who are just trying to do the best by their children, um, yeah. or what they think is the best by their children because of other things that other people have whispered in their ears. Other influence. I was going to say to me, it really comes down to two fathers, mm-hmm. being Otto and Viserys, mm-hmm. and trying to decide, you know. Mm what's best for the realm i know and i just yeah. want to give viserys a kick in the ass i Ugh, i know you know i was thinking the other yeah. day do you think damon would have made a better king i i actually i don't it's hard because he, he's so ruthless mm. so no? no but like what's what's better damon's overaction or viserys total inaction mm. you know What's mm. better? Would he have been like Joffrey or Magor, or, or or maybe just have a woman on the throne? <laughs> kind of like saying, would would um, Rainey's or Visenya have been the better queen? You know, mm. that's true. Or maybe they maybe the idea is that there should be no one person. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that's why they have the councils and stuff. But essentially, but it's like. We, one of the more successful kings was Jaehaerys and he was successful mm. because of Alicent. Yeah. Or not Alicent. Oh, yeah. Alicent. Yeah. And well, so, he ruled with her. Although he, he in the her. end, didn't respect her enough. And she, she's a mother I could talk about for ages. Oh, and maybe we need yeah, to do a whole too. other episode on other mothers. Yeah. <laughs> we should just do um, Fire and Blood. We'll just do Fire and Blood coverage at some point. And we'll yeah. get down to Because the she's amazing. And, but he didn't respect her enough to take on her opinions about well why can't your daughter succeed you or you know it doesn't make sense and that's he yeah he's he's problematic but i guess yeah he was one of the best most stable kings because he ruled with his wife yes Um, exactly there was there was reason hmm. reason in that story between both of them i mean there was breaks but there was there was both um Hmm. And yeah, I think that that's part of, that's what makes them successful. Mm. Their tenure, the more successful, when, when people look back on history, it's because of, because of mm. their, you, the way they could do it together. 
But again, yucky because they're brother and sister. So just needed, <laughs> yeah. to, needed to point Ooh. that out because. And of course, you've got Rhaenyra. Like, she could have been queen. Um, I think she would have made a very good queen. I think she would have made a good queen before the dance happened. Oh, but yeah. Again, like, once the dance happens and mm. that ruthlessness and that mm. feeling of you have you have to do certain acts to rule and, and it's touching on it already in the show where Damon mm. is you know you're not going to succeed unless you can rule people with fear and this and that and and until mm. those moments really happen where she really has to has to fight she probably could have you know mm. been a really successful queen um mm. she definitely was way more eager to act than her father uh where she felt like it where it needed to be done mm. but yeah yeah, mm. mother to the realm, she would have been, I yes. think. Yeah, and I think have... Rain, Rainies, um, would have been. She would have been the one to watch. Mm. I wish we could have seen her role. I know. Yeah. Do you have any uh, thing else you'd like to add? Should we? Is there anything else you'd like to say about any of the the mothery characters in it? No, I think like just that it's easy to judge people you watch on TV and mm -hmm. to, even though they're just characters to, you know, take it each, everyone's going to do things in different motherhood ways, just like we do in real life. So mm -hmm. you have to sort of, don't just look at it in a knee jerk reaction, try and dig a little deeper and understand mm -hmm. where they're coming from. Cause I feel like there's a lot of discourse in our little fandom about it. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to be like, definitely take a minute and try and see where the other person's coming from and mm. instead of just especially as this writing it. is like you say is one of the best things about it is that it is nuanced that nothing yes. is black and white and no. Gurum loves gray characters so people will have good things and people will do bad things and that's exactly. how it is um there's no one there's no one out there who's absolutely perfect and can do no wrong um not really Nope, maybe, maybe really. Rainies. Except Rainies. <laughs> <laughs> you know? She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, she's great. Yeah, I, I do agree, though. Um, basically, everyone's just doing the best they can. Or I think, or Scad put it, everyone's terrible. <laughs> everyone's yes, awful. Everyone's, everyone's terrible. the worst. Yeah, um, totally. So if you just have low expectations of everyone, be pleasantly surprised when they exactly. do a good job. When they all get eaten by dragons. No, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cool. Do you have a yeah. sign off or anything you'd like to say to end to finish the podcast? Um, anything about really. motherhood, moms? I think I mine was I. I just said it. I think like just yeah. Um, don't judge other moms. Don't, don't. You don't know no. what kind of a day that mom had. But no, no. the arguments they lost to a toddler. Mm -hmm. So you know, mm -hmm. you pass a mom who's yelling at her kid in the mall. She's probably not a bad mom. She's probably just in a bad moment. Yeah. And if a mom yeah. is looking at her phone, it's probably because she just needs five minutes fucking peace. Literally, yes. <laughs> she just wants yep. to scroll in peace without someone asking for something. Leave us yeah. alone. And we're also... <laughs> I love my we're children. we're also crazy. <laughs> All my heart. I would fight a bear for them. But every yep. now and again, I just want to sit with a cup of tea in my phone mm -hmm. and play Wordle without someone asking me to wipe their butt. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the end of the podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome and good night.